So I go up, this big security bloke goes, nah, nah, I can't. I go, yes, I can. We're paying for this boat. And uh, you, could, you could see, people can see me sort of argue, arguing with this bloke. So he comes, to his credit, he comes over, he goes, oh, hi, my name's Justin. <laughs> go, well, good day, Justin. Glenn has shook his hand, not like, really tight. She died <laughs> of their century. <laughs> he goes, oh, that's okay, that's okay. I said, oh, beautiful. I said, I said tell your goon that we're coming up. Mm. I go downstairs, tell all the boys. I go, listen, we're going upstairs. Uh, that little Justin Bieber's up there. He gets hammered a bit, so just, just leave him alone. <laughs> Ten seconds. They're all around. They grab me. Bieber! <laughs> selfie, They're selfie. all around him. <laughs> I'm looking, going, nah, stuff him. No one's ever lucky. I, mean, I think the only lucky game in life is where you're born, and then you make the rest. Stick around. It's going to be a good ride. Oh, yeah. Anyone in particular? Just the wife. <laughs> Phone's on silent, lads, but someone's trying to FaceTime me. Sorry. The chief. The chief. The chief, how'd you go on your walk? Was it a walk? That you were, walk you for got... awareness in Brisbane. So for men's mental health, we did that on the weekend. It was an amazing walk. We did nine kilometres, and that's all because there's nine people, unfortunately, every day that take their life. Oh. Um, so we got a few thousand there down the river, did the 9K walk. Great event. So we try and get up every year. Obviously, the last few years we couldn't go because of COVID. So, yeah, got to go up there. We've got a lot of friends in Brizzy and it was a good trip. So is it – yeah, that's crazy. So it's nine people – Nine lives a day. Nine lives just a day. nine lives, all different age yeah. in Australia. Yeah, yeah in, in Australia. Australia. Wow. wow. Yeah. Yeah, so I think it was uh, four or five years ago we did our first walk. It was seven lives a day. So it was a 7K walk. Mm. Unfortunately, it's gone to nine. Yeah, right. Yeah. yeah Could be because of the pandemic – Oh, okay. That's interesting though, isn't it? So each year they acknowledge that number yeah. by the kilometres you walk. Yeah, Love correct. It. Love yeah. It. Well, I didn't know. And then I, yeah, I said, why are we doing nine kilometres? And then they did the special. Like, there you go. Well, let's get it down. So I only have to walk 1K. That's right. That's right. Or zero, I should say. But it's all about just talking about it. Yeah. yeah. You know, right, just mental awareness. So that was, that was, that's why we went up there. It was good. Um, it was good to see a lot of people that made it. Made it out that day. It was a bit wet in Brisbane. Was it? It wasn't the best weekend up there, to be honest. <laughs> wet everywhere. Looks like they're going to have a shock in summer. Brizzy. Just wet. I think everyone's going to... Oh, I feel like... I think I think Melbourne's going to be okay. Are we? I think we might have the, the best of the bunch again. Beautiful. Try out. Yeah. Love it. How'd you boys go? I haven't seen you for a week. Not a, lot, not a lot's happened. What have we done? That's, I don't know. Know. That's a good <laughs> question. <laughs> you always ask me. And I've got to talk. You bugs. No, it's been actually been a good week. Oh, yeah? Like, not that they're not always good weeks, but, you know, sometimes you have better weeks than others. Yeah. Just, you know, a bit happened in the sales department. Oh. That we found it, plugged a little hole, you know. Some new right employees. Yeah, finding some new employees. Yeah. Away. So, they're out there, if you look. Hard enough. Beautiful. <laughs> Put the work in. So, it's been an okay week, Dan. It's good to hear, mate. Yep. Yep. Thanks, mate. <laughs> That's itchy preambles average this week, boys. If we can work on that for next week. Well, good. I was supposed to bring you some news, but I've just been told I'm yeah. not allowed to talk about it yet. But I'm very close to telling so you. So next week we finally get to our my new little venture that we're going down. Oh, nice! Yeah. So I nice. think I believe it's because next. you know what we actually put out uh, with Jeff. So we had Jeff last week, Jeff Walsh, and we've, there's a reel of you talking about what you can't talk about <laughs> that's coming out this week. So it's just gonna it's gonna get a little bit more excited for when we can uh, when we can share it. I've signed papers. I've done everything. It's big News. The bank said news. yes. I just got to get the money from one account to the other account, and then I can talk about it. Yeah, beautiful, amazing. Bring it. Love it. Exciting times. Very exciting. Tune in next week. All right, guys. Welcome back to Australia's number one podcast. We are the Little Fish, and we speak to the big fish about town each and every week. 
like, share, subscribe. We're trying to get the subscribers up. Yeah, we're we on, are. We're on a mission. You know, the crazy part we're is, on a mission. Like, I don't look at the stats that much, but when I was looking at the YouTube stats, it's like 80% of the people that watch it aren't subscribed, which is crazy. So right. people watch it, so everyone's watching, but they're not... Just subscribe. subscribe. So, so if just that's subs- one of you, smash the subscribe yes. button. Help a brother out. Turn the bell notifications on so you don't get left behind. <laughs> Happy developer. Algorithm overlords. I'll be honest, I don't subscribe to Yeah, exactly. So we that's a free get. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> all right, guys, let's get into the guest. Today's guest has been kicking goals on and off the field for nearly 30 years. Well, I thought I thought we were gonna lose that bit. Oh I say that every <laughs> week. I fucking feel yeah. like <laughs> the old kicking goals. Everyone's kicking goals. All right. I'm uh, just thinking yeah, does this bloke did he kick goals on the field? I'm just trying oh, to no, think. No, he didn't kick he goals, big, he stopped goals, kick. all right? Yeah, yeah, big big kick. <laughs> Defense. After enjoying a glorious AFL career at North Melbourne, which included two premierships, three All Australians, a Norm Smith medal, Ooh. a Bobby Rose Award for the most courageous player six times. Six times, dude. And now has gone on to co-found Code Entertainment Group. And I reckon it's missing some in there as well. I reckon the list was that long. I reckon there's the best and fairest in there. There's it's missing heaps, Benjamin. Yeah, the shinboner of the century, our next yeah. guest, hung up the boots and has made a name for himself in business. Today, he's a successful director of a bespoke agency offering custom-designed once-in-a-lifetime entertainment experiences. Oh, I like the sound of that. Yeah, that's right, that's up, right, right up your right up your early, yeah, 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 I'm actually <laughs> trying to get over to the Super Bowl for an experience. That'd be sick. Well, well you know, you might have to just be nice to the guest, mate. Yeah. <laughs> could probably wrap a package up for you, no doubt. <laughs> put you onto the right people. The little fish discount. <laughs> An Australian Football Hall of Famer making his mark in the business scene. Give it up for the celebrated AFL great and Ooh, businessman, yeah. Glenn Archer. Oh, yeah. Come on. Yeah, we all remember him playing. Growing up as a youngster, watching him, he the great man. One of those guys you don't forget, that's yeah. for sure. Left a mark. Big mark. Thanks, lads. How's it going, Arch? Hey, I did kick a few goals, oh, by the way. Yeah. Along the way. <laughs> <laughs> wasn't always a defender. Must have been a long run. <laughs> <laughs> How many goals did you kick, Glenn? That's actually a good question. You got the computer there. Yeah. Um, yeah. Be come on, come on, come on, Gav. We've got a diehard supporter oh, in the crowd 100. there. I'm going to say, yeah, Gav, you look it up, Gav, and let us know. In the 140s. Oh, I'm impressed. Jeez, 140. That surprised me. Yeah, that surprised me too. I'm thinking teens or, you know. No, I, I started as a bit of a swing man. I'd be yeah, defence okay. and I'd go forward and back yep. and forth a bit. Uh, and then I just settled down back. Sort of one every, one every two, two and a half games. Not quite. Do the math. Oh, yeah, yeah. 140? Yeah, yeah. 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 All right. There you go. So, one in two games, you could back him for a goal. I don't mind it. Had I stayed down there, could have been a thousand. Yeah. 100%. Well, thanks for coming in, Glenn. Bloody good. No worries. Great room, by the way. Thanks, mate. Yeah, she's coming along. Hats off to Benny and Bon, the the architects of it all. Yeah, it's coming along. We're going to get a proper curtain along there. But, yeah, it's... uh, it was just a bit of a shed for us. Yeah, yeah, it was a full shed. <laughs> <laughs> we realised we needed to do something when it started raining halfway through a pod early on. We're like, oh, that's, 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 yeah, that's not going to work. <laughs> um, so, Glenn, we like to we like to talk business. We like to talk sport, culture, successful businesses, not so successful businesses, companies, sporting organisations. But I guess we want to start. You were seventeen. You walked into the Kangaroos, North yep. Melbourne. Um, what was what was that like at seventeen years of age? Because that's probably a bit 
bit rare these days. And, and who were the big dogs early. when you walked in? Yeah. Well, I got there at about 17 just to do a pre-season in the under-19s. We still had the under-19s back then. And Dennis Pagan was the coach. So they asked me to come down to do a pre-season. Um, I, was a, I was a good junior, but I wasn't elite. So I actually got surprised that they actually asked me to go down there to do a pre-season. Yeah. So I went down there. I lasted three weeks. So I'd, I'd come from Noble Park. Basically, I could do whatever I want there, train what I wanted, uh, pick, pick the team, basically. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so I went from that to the extreme of Dennis Pagan. Yeah. Like, absolutely tearing shreds off your, you know, 10-400s, 10-200s, 10-100s, ball work. Oh. Um, back then, it was sort of weak-minded to drink water during training yeah. oh wow <laughs> so you, you weren't getting a drink or anything so um yeah so that was pretty tough so yeah i lasted three weeks and said no nah, this isn't for me i guess that that step sounds like it was so so dramatic it was extreme yeah, yeah. from what yeah. i was doing to what they were doing yeah yeah, yeah. So i just didn't think i was good enough anyway so i went back to noble park and started playing senior football yep. as a 17 year old um and i loved it it was Playing full forward, little short, little fat full forward. Um, I was getting a hundred bucks cash a week in nineteen ninety. Back then, that's good. Yeah, yeah, that was good dough. Good, good dough. Yeah, like I was set you up for Saturday night. <laughs> yeah. Well, but Sunday just they, used pa- they used to pay us on a Thursday night, and then pay you the cash, and then they bring out the crown and anchor, and so you basically lose it anyway. Yeah, yeah, you basically yeah. give it back. But no, I was having a great time. But then, yeah, Dennis Pagan rang me. I think it was about round five of the 91 season and coaching the under-19s and said, um, we're struggling for forwards. I was a forward back then. They said, he said, I'll oh, just come down and play a game. And I said, no, I'm fine. Um, I'm happy where I am. Yeah. Um, Sick of doing those 400s. Yeah. Well, he said that. He goes, well, you don't have to do a pre-season. <laughs> you just have to play. Um, so he rang the house 10 times. So I thought, oh, I'll go play one game. Just so stop him ringing the house. So I went and played one game. I always remember we played Carlton at Arden Street. Uh, again, a forward, kicked a couple of goals. Enjoyed it. Uh, enjoyed the guys' company as well. Mm. Um, but I was, still, I was still going back to Noble Park, but I found out that they were playing Sydney the following week and I'd never been on a plane before. <laughs> <laughs> so I thought I'll tick that off as well. Um, yeah, so I did the same. played Sydney the next week. And again, I thought, oh, I don't mind this. I'll, I'll, I'll hang around for a little bit. And uh, 17 years 17 later, years. I was still there. So. Two premierships. <coughs> wow. So, Glenn, can you just explain to us? So, back then in 91, because there is no 19s league anymore. No. So, you had the senior team. Was there a reserves team? Yep. Senior reserves. And, and, and then a 19s, yep. under 19s. And they all played before each other. So, you started the night, like with the 19s, played in the reserves and the seniors? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. yeah. yeah. No, it wasn't every week, but oh. most weeks, yeah. The curtain um, raises. Yeah. So, we, yeah. No wonder the grounds were stuffed back then, yeah, because yeah. by the time the seniors got on there, yeah, yeah. <laughs> we had two games before it and, and then chopped, chopped the ground up. up. Yeah. Well, they don't let you kick on it after no, the game no, as well, just yeah, quietly. Yeah, they all yeah, run yeah. on after the game yeah. as well. And, and so then the club could afford to pay for all the 19s, all the reserves and the seniors to go fly to Sydney, Brisbane, wherever. Yeah, well, that, that was that's always been AFL funded. Oh, so it's AFL yeah, funded, right. AFL fund, all that sort of stuff. So, um, yeah, I think you get an allocation... For each game, you can spend a certain amount. Yeah. And these days, you know, well, even back then, we're sponsored by Ansett. The oh, league course. was. Now, yeah, it, now yeah. it's Virgin. So yeah, it's all yeah. part of the AFL sponsorship. Yeah. So so then when did 
becoming an under 19s turned into a, a senior player? Was it in the one year? Was it in the 91 season? Or? Yeah, well, what happened, the 1991 was the last year in the under 19s. So then it's crossed over to that TAC. Uh, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So part of the deal was um, each club, because they were crossing over, getting rid of the 19s, each club could keep as many players as they wanted without going through the draft. Uh-huh. So I was one of them. Beautiful. So they just they said, well, they kept 18 of the under-19s and I was one of them. So I didn't, kept, have, didn't have to go team. through the draft. <laughs> Pretty yeah. much the whole team. Yeah, that's, so you didn't, you didn't get drafted there? No, no draft. Yeah. So yeah, I just rolled straight into the Who, who else was in seniors. that team, Arch, that, that went on and to you know play successfully in those flags and stuff? With you? Uh, Can I just quickly jump in on the 19s? Yeah. I think uh, a good mate of mine was in the 19s team, Keith, Foreman Keith. Oh, Foreman Keith. He, he was at North <laughs> Melbourne 19s and... <laughs> Well, I don't think you got along with uh, um, Pegs very well. No, oh, no, no one did. So. <laughs> he didn't get picked up the next year. He was a hard man. 18 out of the 22, he yeah, was in yeah. the other four. Well, the, Dennis made a lot of footballers, but he broke a lot too. Yeah. So, he would start a pre-season with 140 players. Oh, wow. And he reckons he's never sacked one of them. The, yeah, they, all, they all just <laughs> fell by the wayside. He took pleasure in uh, minimising that list. Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. absolutely. <laughs> like he, he was, he was brutal. Particularly in the nineteens, he was mental. <laughs> my very, my first game was at Arden Street, and again, I'd, I'd never seen anything like it. So we, we came at quarter time. I always remember there was a guy who played on the wing. I think his name was Russell Adams, um, for memory, and he went for. A mark, or well, three times he went for a mark behind his opponent. His opponent took the mark. So this is my first quarter time speech. Dennis brings us in and goes, "Russell, come out the front." He goes, "You obviously don't know how to spoil." She goes, "Oh, I know." So he goes, "The guy took three marks in front of you." He goes, "I'll, I'll someone throw the ball up. I'll show you how to spoil." <laughs> he goes, "You go to market." So throws the ball up. <laughs> Russell goes to market. Dennis comes in and clotheslines him. His mouth guard goes flying oh, wow. out. I'm in the back going, "What the hell?" <laughs> In my head, I'm thinking, oh, I'd knock him out if you yeah, did that yeah. to me. Um, so that was my introduction to his coaching style. Wow. Oh. Hard man sounds very hard. <laughs> oh, yeah. right. if, he, if he did some of the stuff he did back then now, like he'd be oh, front page of the papers. Yeah, yeah. 100%. What, what, uh, at what point did you think, I'm not going back to Noble Park here, I'm, I'm, a, I'm an AFL player? Because it sounded like you were week in, week out, just one week at a time. At what point was it that year you were like... When you got drafted, I'm probably. A, I'm an AFL. I'm an AFL player. No, not, well, even just playing that year in the 19s, so I didn't think I was going to go any further with it. Oh, yeah, okay. Yeah, I just thought yeah. I'd play that year and then go back to Noble Park. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, obviously got to the end and they said that we can... That rule was we can keep... The club yeah. can keep as many of them under the 19s players as possible. Yep. So they... And I still wasn't sure whether they were going to keep me or not. I just got a phone call one day from Greg Mill and they said, yeah, he goes, yeah, you're on the list. You're, you're on the senior list of next year. Yeah. He goes, I'll come to your work and a contract and we'll sign it up. And so I was thinking, how good is this? Yeah. The cash. I'm going to get some money here. Yeah. He rocks up to work, brings out the contract. I was living in Berwick, so it's a long way yeah, yeah. from North Melbourne. Yeah. He goes, um, yeah, so it's $3,000 a year. I go, $3,000 a year? That won't pay for me petrol. Yeah. <laughs> and he ripped shreds off me and said, you know, this is a, it's an honour to wear this jumper and it's not about the money. And I'm like, all right. So I was like, <laughs> so we go and play my first year and end up playing about nine games, uh, become ninth in the best and fairest. Yep. 
So I was like, beautiful, we'll get big pay rise here. Um, and it went from three grand to five grand. Oh, wow. <laughs> like, oh, still just covering me petrol. And then I got a phone call that year from Sydney, and they uh, they offered me 450000 From five grand? From five grand. Oh, wow. 450, for three years. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so 150000 Yeah, I thought they were joking. I thought they were, I didn't think the Prime Minister got that sort of money. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> But we were serious, and wow. in the end, I, I going back, went back to the club and spoke to Greg Miller. Said I've got this offer, and um, he basically gave me a bit of a stern talking to about loyalty and all that sort of stuff. So I knocked it back, and oh, he, wow. and he gave me a pay rise to sixteen. Oh, wow! So, uh, so yeah, turned down. Pay, but that's very loyal, isn't it? Yes. Hundred grand missing would not, <laughs> have, would yeah. not happen today. Was it Edelston? Yeah. Was the flam- was he the flamboyant Sydney guy? Like the was he running the club back up I then? Jeffrey no, Edelston? No, he wasn't running it then. Um, I think the AFL had taken over by then because okay. they were going like bastards. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Um, they brought Ron Barassi in, and it was when they were recruiting. Where they recruited Plugger. Yeah. Paul ah, Rose. yeah. Yep. 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 So yep. they were just doing a massive recruiting drive, and I was on their list and. But luckily for me, I, I did say no because then we yeah. we went on a run from there on and yeah. won premierships. So, so Glenn, at the start, then when you're getting your four, five grand a year, whatever it is, do you, are you working outside of the AFL? Yeah, then? yeah, no, I was full, so it's not fully professional yet. No, no, it wasn't until '96 that I went fully professional. So yeah, my first four years, I was a electrician. Oh wow! So, yeah, I was full time. Yeah, um, we need a good one around here. <laughs> well, if you need a good one, it's not me. Yeah. <laughs> so lucky I could play footy. That blows my mind. Like I remember growing up as a kid, you know, watching, you know, the, the North Melbourne. Um, of Geelong, I break for Geelong, and I think '92 were good and all that. It's hard to believe that they weren't professional and the guys actually had to go to work. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I, I remember like pre-season, pre-Christmas, like we would train at the Botanical Gardens at six in the morning. So I would, I was living in Berwick, so I was up at four, get to training, and it was generally three laps and sprints, so it was an hour and a half of running, and then I worked in South Melbourne, so I'd drive to South Melbourne, didn't even have a shower there, put my overalls on, worked till four, and then go back to Arden Street for more training, and then Built back different to back then, man. Yeah, very, yeah. I've got to know, Arch, who... That, those 18 players that they kept, how many were part of the nucleus that went on to be so successful? Uh, a couple. Corey McKernan oh, yeah. was that, in yeah. that team. Um, Should have won a Brownlow. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Damien Harwick was in that team, oh, but obviously yeah. didn't Did get I? kept yeah. by North. He ended up going to Essendon. Um, Glenn Kilpatrick. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, there was a- Oysters. Yeah. <laughs> I think he came to the Cats, didn't he? He went to the Cats, yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. And I think he went to Essendon first. But yeah, the I suppose it was me and Corey that yeah. out of that 18 that went on to play in the premierships. Yeah, that's yeah. amazing. So the year you turned professional in 1996, I think that was the start of the big Ooh, yeah. North Melbourne era. Yeah, we won yeah. won the premiership that year. The Golden yeah. Cup. Oh, the Golden was 99, actually. No, so 96. 96 was yep. the Golden Cup. Yep, Golden Cup. The only yep. Golden Cup ever won before. The boys are stunned. Yeah, I've got no idea. 100-year <laughs> anniversary. Oh, yeah, so there's only... Oh, obviously, the cups are all silver except one, and yeah, that's the one right. that we've got. Yeah. Didn't know that. Yeah. How, how was that journey going from from where you were to, to winning a flag? Yeah, it was... It was and, what still, you, and what do you put it down to? It was still like pretty what? surreal. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. Like, as, you know, I started in 92, 96. I'm 23. Mm. So it wasn't that long ago that 
I was playing at Noble Park. Yeah, and there's some big personalities down there. Oh, those yeah, days as well, massive. Yeah. yeah, but our success, if you had to drill down to one thing, it was the coach. Yeah, um, who brought it all together. Uh, my first year was '92. We're getting coached by Wayne Schimmelbush. Yep. Same team. We went to uh, Adelaide to play in a preseason game before the start of '93. Um, and we lost by 147 points. Well, we were full strength as well. Um, after that game, Shimmer got the sack. They brought Dennis Pagan back in, who'd coached most of us, most of us through the under-19s. When he walked in, we were all like, oh, shit. Got his head. <laughs> 400. Yeah, He's back. Um, and so within 10 games, we were on top of the ladder. Oh, yeah, right. So, so what, was the, what was the main difference between those... Those two coaches, those two leaders. Well, I didn't obviously. I just thought I thought Shimmer was a good coach because he was playing me. <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah. but yeah, there was there was a big difference. Like Dennis, he he was sort of a one of the first coaches to start having a like a, a dedicated game plan and team rules and mission statements and uh, this is how we're playing. Buy-in, yeah, yeah. Um, uh, where the old coaches was all rah rah and let's. Kick more goals and then we'll win the game. Yeah. <laughs> so, but we actually had a, a method to what we were doing, so uh, which time. was very basic. But at least we, and it was very monotonous, which we, with his training, um, and it worked because you know, and I, I coach kids now, and I coach like Dennis, keep it very simple, <laughs> yeah. and we do the same thing over and over and over and over again till you get it. So when you actually go out the field, you yeah. you know. That's good to know because I've been coaching my daughter's basketball and I feel like I'm really monotonous as well. Yeah. And I keep doing the same, like practicing the dribbling and stuff, like the full fundamentals. And I'm yeah. thinking, I keep going back there. Should I be progressing? But I feel like we've just got to keep working those fundamentals, don't you? Oh, absolutely. Yeah, no, that's good to know. That's the key. That was yeah, that's, that's a good tip. Yeah. So that Dennis was, brought a level of professionalism. Very much so. Yeah, yeah, yeah absolutely. And he was... It was good for our group because we were, most of us were lunatics. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like we were a bit off. Like there's myself, Wayne Carey, Wayne Schwoss, yeah. uh, Anthony Rock. Oh, uh, yeah. Uh, like we, and we were, we were party guys, you know. Yeah. Once it comes to the weekend, this is, it's drinking time. Let's have 85 yeah. beers and go back to training. <laughs> yeah, yeah, um, yeah. So yeah. We, we needed someone to pull us back into line. So yeah. you probably still, still party, but. Can't yeah, Monday that it was you're doing 400s and we we got we into it again. Yeah, well, well, we're good in that fact that the the players like we love we love you know we play hard, train hard. Like yeah. if and if you went too hard on the weekend, all right, you got to punish yourself during yeah. the week. Uh, okay. So I can confirm the partying because I was a bus boy at the Ivy back in the day. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> absolutely. Yeah, yeah, mate. The boys used to be walking past the trust yeah. <laughs> No, the North boys, would, the North boys, would roll into the Ivy. I think you have got to remind the audience of how good North Melbourne oh, were in insane. that area. So you won ninety six. I think yeah. you made the granny ninety seven. Lost to Adelaide, or was that no ninety eight? Ninety eight. So what happened in ninety seven? We used finals. Uh, still? Prelim? Yeah, prelim. But um, yeah, well, myself and Wayne Schwoss probably contributed to that because we we both got suspended in the first final, um, uh, and obviously take two of your key players out. I didn't think we were, we were struggling anyway. We we basically had a premiership hangover again. Party boys, <laughs> yeah, party boys, yeah. Like I, we went to six of us went to as soon as the, after the grand final we partied for a week. Six of us hopped on a plane and went to this went to Vegas and LA for two weeks. <laughs> 
And then we met then we met the boys in Hawaii for another week for a footy trip. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> four weeks of partying. Uh, so we, we, you get to 97 pre-season training. Dennis comes in, goes through everything with us, and he's going through all the players. And, and he sort of went past me. Then he came back to me and he goes, Jesus, son, you've swallowed your mattress. Oh. <laughs> I was, yeah, yeah. I was a, I was 100 kilos. Oh, wow. I, I left oh, at really? 90. You had a good time. You had yeah. a good time in the US. <laughs> and were you 23? 20, Is that I right? was 23, 23. yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah. So, <laughs> so, what, uh, so what did he get you back down to within, within a month? Well, well, I got back down to me 90, but yeah. I, I got put into the fat group. Yeah. Because um, we, we had a fat group. A couple of 400s. So, no, it was, it was walking. Oh. So we would obviously train all day. Off walking around. And, but then you'd have to do 10Ks of walking. Wow. They, they they thought walking gets the the fat off you quicker, but um, yeah. So the, yeah, the ninety seven we we botched it by with the hangover really. Yeah. Then come ninety eight, we said right, let's get pull our finger back out again. Yeah. And we were the best team by a street. Mm. Like, I think we won our last eleven games by an average of fifty points. So. You are best in Ferris that year, is that right? Is it? Nah, McCallum, no, McCallum, what's the the McCallum or McClelland trophy? Don't know. Don't know. Are you okay? Yeah. I was in the research, man. I'm just <laughs> <laughs> Wikipedia. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> Someone's and edited think, it. And I think 98 from memory, I think you guys were winning, you were leading the grand final either half time or three quarter time. Oh, yeah. We, we should have or, been up by 10 goals at half time. We, we were 30 something points up, but we, at the end of the game, we kicked nine goals 22. So the the punt road end, we kicked two goals eighteen. Wow. So we kicked our kicked ourselves out of it. But yeah. we we went in at half time, and I'm sure I wasn't the only one. You thought you had it. I just thought how far it was yeah. a train. It was a training drill. Yeah, they, they were witches hats out there, <laughs> and then this got completely reversed, and we turned into the witches hats. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Can, was, can we ask what? How does that happen? How does a team that's dominating a grand final complacent com- and then let it slip? Well, you- mindset. Having a, a mindset at half time, it, you know, you're playing at an elite level and you, you think at half time that it's all over. Mm. There's another team over there that are very, very talented. That they so want it just It as just much. proves you take your foot off the pedal a little bit. Yeah. You get smashed, and that's what happened to us. That's crazy. So, uh, yeah, we, ne- we never took that for granted. <laughs> we went into the grand final the following year and we were sort of in a similar situation at half time. But uh, we had a different mindset at halftime that, you know, we have to – it starts again now. We've got to push again. Yeah, nice. Uh, so we, uh, we – we, you learn from your mistakes and we made a massive yeah. mistake of being complacent. Yeah, I remember 99, you guys were red-hot favourites. I think um, Carlton knocked out your probably biggest competitor in Essendon in the prelim. Yeah, yeah. And well, Essendon were the best team that year and they got knocked out. Um and although, because I hate Essendon with a passion, um, <laughs> and you get the Essendon supporters still to this day go, oh, if we if we played you in the grand final in 1999, <laughs> we would have won. I go, well, it's really hard to win if you're not in it. You've actually got to get in it, dickhead. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Glenn, you were a super leader and a super competitor. Can you, can you talk us through, during those glory years, other amazing leaders and competitors that you played with and... And what they did, you know, what was what were they doing different to the to the rest of the group? Um, well, Wayne Carey was our captain, yep. um, and and he was an unbelievable leader. Yep. Um, all good leaders, I can just get people to follow, yep. um, and he he would get people to follow him 
on the ground and off the ground. Again, like we were party guys. <laughs> so we finished the game. Boys, we're going to the red back for a beer. If Wayne says that, 40 guys go. Yeah. So on the field. And Wayne did say that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and he led by example on yeah. the field as well. And on the field, he was this. Obviously, he's, ta- he's got he had amazing talent. He's the best player I've ever seen. But he just relished, and all good leaders do, they, they relish the, when it gets tough. Yeah. You go in at three-quarter time, you're a goal down. He pulls, pulls us in and said, Rightio, <coughs> just get it to me and I'll finish it. <laughs> and that's what yeah, we basically yeah. did. Every, our game plan was get out of his way <laughs> and get it get it to him because he'll win it most times. Pay gets uh, paddock. Yeah, well, that's, yeah that, that's how that was born. Mm. And it was a great tactic because if you can get it to him one-on-one, he's going to win it nine times out of ten. Yeah. So. Could so he was he was an, an amazing leader. Just his ability to get people to follow him. Yeah, and set that example. Yeah, yeah. and could you put that success? Because from what my memory is, you made nine prelims in a row, and I think it started back in '94 or something when yeah, poor, poor yeah, old Mick Martin yeah. made a not even a blue, but Gary Ablett took that one-handed mark. Yeah, uh, but I think you made nine prelims in a row. You, you won two grand finals. That's a very successful team. And does that come down to the culture of how how well you t- your, you guys bonded? And it's like you said, off the field, you're together. On the field, you've played together. Is that? Yeah. Well, the culture was really, really good. It was really strong. And it's one of them things you don't think about at the time. You think about it afterwards. Mm. Um, and why Why were we so tight? And you need some luck as well to be able to bring so many people into the one mm. place that are very like-minded. Um, and even so today with recruiting... Uh, and uh, recruiting footballers is an art. When you got to pick the, you got to pick the right talent. You got to be at a crystal ball. What, what's that? What's that? Eighteen-year-old kid going to be like it in five years? Mm. It's actually really hard to do. Yeah. Uh, and also, does his personality mm. fit with the way we go about things? And does it fit the other thirty-eight players? Yeah. Regardless right. of how good they are. No. And that's yeah. the problem. <clears throat> and we've had the problem at North. A lot of clubs have got the problem. That is, look at the talent. Mm, yeah, and Jason Horn Francis is probably a good example. Mm. Amazing talent. Um, it's actually quite sad that that he didn't connect. Yeah. Didn't connect with that group. Um, you know, I'm trust me. I'm not looking. I'm not talking from the inside. I'm looking talking from the mm, outside. Yeah. You watch a player during a game at 18 years old spitting the dummy and yelling at a 34-year-old veteran. Mm. <laughs> like, yeah, that's, that just can't work. Yeah. Yeah. If that happened in our day, you get a yeah, smack of the mouth to be out yeah. real quick. That's, um, that's, that's so fascinating. And, that, and that's, that. that's probably part of the, that's probably a leadership problem as well, Yeah, that he was actually allowed to get to that stage. Yeah. Talking wow. of uh, recruiting, Arch, yeah. there was someone that, uh, that got recruited down at North Melbourne. Was it, was it this year? And he played his first game. Did last he get year. recruited? He last got recruited year. last year. He played his first game this year. Your son Jackson, mate. Yes. Tell us, mate. Um, yeah. What? 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 How did that feel when you first found that out? And you know, what does it mean for you, to you to have your son down at North Melbourne, following in the footsteps? Yeah. Well, it's obviously fantastic. Um, but Jackson was very similar to me. Like he was. He was a good junior. Was an elite. Um. I didn't think he was going to get drafted. I thought he was one of them kids on the cusp. Could maybe. Then he gets drafted, so that was a surprise. Um, and then started working really hard. Was doing okay in the VFL. 
Jackson's a similar to me. He's, he's a lockdown offender. His yeah. job is this lockdown. Um, basically, we don't really care if you get the ball. You just need to take someone out good. Mm. Um, which which is you know you're still going to have them players. It's very important. Like if you can cut out a, one of the best Key forwards, it's yeah, a it's actually a, a a really good skill to have. Um, and then he got promoted into the seniors about round 14. And I thought, I don't know if he's ready for this. Is that against Adelaide? Adelaide, Adelaide yeah. Because yeah, yeah. Um, I've been watching him in the VFL. Just thought, oh, I'm not quite sure whether he's ready for it. Because yeah. um, he's still quite raw as well. And he's, you know, 70 odd kilos. Mm. I thought, part of me was thinking he could get, his, light, own, isn't he it? Could get yeah. his ass kicked here. Yeah. Um, he didn't swallow the mattress for <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, he, he was the opposite. <laughs> yeah. But he, uh, yeah, so he got a game and he actually did really well. Okay, he didn't look out of place at all. First quarter, got six possessions, beat his man. I thought, wow. I just um, And that's something I banged on uh, at the club about for a while as well. Don't uh, pigeonhole players to the VFL because some players are VFL players, some players are AFL yeah. players. And they rise to the occasion. Yeah. And if, if they get better players around them, they, they fit. So some players might get spat out of the system after two years and never have played a game. And I'm always like, no, no, just put him in there because they could, they could be one of them AFL players. Yeah. It's, the VFL doesn't work for them. Yeah. That's to your point you were saying before, how difficult it is to, to see the future of these younger kids coming through, isn't it? Develop. Yeah. yeah. To develop or how far they can develop in the different – because the environments can, can make a difference on how fast or slow they develop. It's yeah. crazy. Yeah, and there's there's a lot of luck involved. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Being in the right place at the right time. And, and so you yeah. didn't you like, as he was growing up, he just loved his footy. Was his goal always to play AFL footy? In dad played footy, and that was his goal growing up, or he just enjoyed his footy? And and as he got older, it sort of started to become more real. Again, I reckon he's similar to me. I think that he loved playing the game, and AFL might have been a little bit out of reach. Yep. Um, so yeah, I reckon he thought like me that I reckon I would love to be able to play, but am I good enough to do it? Yeah. Um, but he's had the chance now, and you can see that he's good enough to do it. But no, the easy is the the the, the easy part's That's done. It. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Getting drafted and playing a couple of games is the easy part. Being able to do it for a long period of time—that's mm. that's the hard part. Yeah, that's super interesting. Like as a parent, you know, got the kids and that sort of thing. Like, were you ever? Hey mate, you know you can play footy, you can make it. Look at your old man, three hundred plus games. Or were you just like, as long as you're having fun, mate, I'm with you. What? How, how did you approach it? Yeah, I, I don't. I never really preached to him at all, give him that much advice. <clears throat> well, I sort of gave him advice because I coached his junior team for a long time. Ah. Um, which poor bugger, so give it to him. Um, <laughs> Pagan style. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you, you can't really yell at the kids these days, but they do frustrate the life out of you. So yeah. every now and then I'll be in the car on the way to training, I'll go, no, he's, no, he's 13 years old. I go, Jacko, you're going to cop it tonight. Yeah. I go, I just need to get a message across. <laughs> so i got to put it You bring him in. Jackson, you're going to start yelling at him and he's got his head down. Yeah. And, but he knows that I'm yelling at the group. group. I'm not just, but yeah, nice good work, tactic. Jacko. I like that. That's a good tactic. <laughs> and again, I would never really preach to him, but you know, you can brainwash kids. Yeah. Um, and so the way I used to talk about footy, I mean, we used to watch the footy. I'd never used to say anything directly to him, but he would just hear what I'd say. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So we'd be watching the game, and obviously with Foxo, you can stop it and go back. And you know, something would happen. I go, 
Oh my god! Get the remote control, revert. Okay, look at that! But he ducked his head. Oh my! He pulled out. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. He pulled out his head. Jesus! Yeah, and then yeah, just yeah. press play again and yeah, keep yeah. watching. That's why Jackson's straight, straight, straight at the pill. So I'm not saying it to him. He's under no illusions. He's, hearing it. he's hearing it. I just wouldn't mind going back on the culture. You don't have to answer this because it's probably a question you get asked a lot. You had an amazing bond of a team, a great culture. Obviously, it was an event that disrupted that. How does yeah. how does a leaders deal with that in a team in an organisation? What do you do? Do you rally the, the group together? How do you how do you sort of get through it? Get past was, it. That was big at the time. Oh yeah, it's nothing well, bigger. Biggest story in AFL. Yeah, yeah nearly, was, nearly broke I'm, the place. One of the biggest stories in the country. For, still, yeah, still, yeah. Like, yeah. Well, well, yeah, it rears its head all the time, doesn't it? Yeah, it was it's one of the biggest it's coming stories. up now. Yeah, 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 <laughs> exactly. Twenty something years later. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. yeah, no, that was. And I, th- I think that's a testament tough. to how how big you guys that North Melbourne team was at that time in the moment in time. How big the AFL had gotten become professional like you said and then you had these big personalities that were out about town and stuff that were just bigger than, yeah. almost bigger than the game in some respects so I think 20 years later the reason we still talk about it is because it was so big back then like yeah. you guys were so big yeah yeah absolutely yeah. Um, yeah, how do you, deal, yeah, was, how do you deal with it like when that when that news lands and it's like oh shit like this group our leader that you just spoke about this has come out do you do you feel a sense of I've got a I've got to figure this out amongst the group and try and try and damage control. Thing. Yeah, it took a bit though. It mm. took a couple of weeks to get to that point because um, the the first first emotion shock, and then what are we going to do? And then obviously I've got my best mate Steve over here, so I'm really worried about him and spending a lot of time with him every day. So footy and the footy club sort of took a back seat for a, a good couple of weeks. Um, I, I I just didn't think I was going to play again. I thought it was over. I was done. Um, it was too bit. You know, all just busy. And, you know, trying to look up to see yeah. it, Really, are we, we mid season? I forget. Are we mid season? Nah, it's just pre, just the start of the start. season. Gotcha. Pre, pre pre on the back season. of a flag. Was it on? Yeah. No. 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 We. Oh one. You had the two in the bag. Oh one. You had the two in the bag. You'd won the two. Ninety nine. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Yeah, but I got, we ended up, okay, we we have to get together at some stage. <laughs> yeah. So it was Lee Colbert, actually. He, his dad lives up in Bendigo. He had this massive property. So Colby organised for the, the whole team to go up to the property yeah. and have a bit of a powwow up there. And that everyone went up yeah, there? Yeah, the whole, all the team. So yeah. Yeah. we went up there and we you know, had some beers and muck around and, and then we had a big group session. And I was still at that stage where I was struggling a bit. I didn't think I was couldn't be bothered playing anymore. Um, Did it do that? Was it that powerful? That oh yeah. yeah, yeah. It was emotionally and mentally it just, it just high, consumed yeah. everything. Um, and like so footy was. Is it like a breakup with someone? Or, oh or yeah. Like, oh, it, yeah. It was it was a family breakup. Family breakup. Yeah. Massive. Yeah. But what hit home that day? Everyone, everyone sort of got up and had a bit of a chat. Um, and it was Steve-O for me that got me going again. Um, he got up and actually said to the whole group, um, can you stop walking around eggshells around me? I don't yeah. feel comfortable. Because no, people didn't know what to say to him. And mm. he goes, you make him real weird for me. Um, he goes, what's done's done. We can't do nothing about it. Um, but, you know, we've we're, we're, we're got a season. We're playing in a couple of weeks. 
We've got to pull our finger out and get our shit together. So for that, for me, it was like, well, if he can get over it and get himself going, I'm pretty sure I can. Yeah, wow. So that was the catalyst to get things moving again. Well done, Colby. And was Wayne up at that as well? No. No, no, no. gotcha. Okay. I'm trying to work that through. He he, he was just gone by then. He was in Adelaide. No, he retired for a year. Yeah, yeah, he had a year off. Yeah, he had a year off. Yeah, he did. Okay. So yeah, that was yeah, there was certain guys like Lee Colbert and John Blakey and the older guys and Steve-O that actually bring everyone together. Yeah. Well, Steve-O was probably the main one to say. Yeah. He sort of let you know there's the tension. There's tension. Yeah. And once he gave had that chat to say, all right, don't if if I'm all right, you guys are all right. Everyone's like, oh yeah, okay. We're all right. Let's, Let's move go. on. Yeah. So the lessons there is, I guess, don't try and build it up and make the story bigger in your head. Get around the group or whoever it is, the organisation, yeah. and just have the talk. Communication. Communicate. Communicate yeah. how everyone's feeling and then it's probably not as bad as what you think. Yeah. And that's and that was the great thing about our group where, you know, we're open to talk about anything. Yeah. Because, yeah. Because, yeah, once you become, and I've said this a lot of times, particularly in the sporting field, once you actually get to a level where... You work, and I was quite deep, but if you, once you love your teammates, then you well, love your workmates. Like you, you'll do anything. Yeah. yeah. Once you, once you get to that stage, it can't be forced. But again, it's getting the right group together who are sort of like minded. Yeah. But once you once you love that bike next to you, you'll do anything. Yeah. For it. It's that camaraderie. I was thinking when you were saying that, <clears throat> like we grew up sort of as shop fitters, and we built really close relationships living in hotels building shops around around australia and stuff and I, you know we know how deep those lifelong friends that we've got with the guys that we did that with you guys have gone on and <clears throat> excuse me won premierships and stuff like that which just elevates that 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 bond, connect, that bond even further so yeah. yeah it's pretty crazy can i ask arch um when it first happened because wayne was you know he's arguably the greatest player that's ever played the game right that happens and and was there anything, you know, you were like thinking, I don't know if I'm going to play again, all that kind of stuff. Was there, was there any anything from the club, were they on to it straight away like Wayne's out or were they trying to find a way to fix it because, you know, to keep the best player in the history of the game at the club, were they trying to find a way to keep him or was everyone pretty, he's a hard out from, because obviously the players was, you know, hard out, but was the club, was were they trying to find a workaround, I suppose? I can't really remember. I, I doubt it. Because I, I, it was always going to be up to Steve-O. Yeah, yeah, okay, yeah. cool. Um, and there, there was obviously certain people in the group as well, like probably myself. We, we can't it just play, wasn't going to be we can't play together. It's just yeah. done, it's done the wrong thing and that's yeah. what it is now. Yeah. 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 And Wayne himself, he didn't want to... He, he knew that he wanted he to was get out of there. Yeah. So uh, he resigned and away we went. How did you go that year? I can't remember. We made the finals. Um, I think we made... One final, I think, got knocked out in. But I think we, we, we achieved, we overachieved. I reckon that year, yeah, with well, the list that we had, because yeah. it was an aging list, where bikes were falling off the perch. So, they, uh, we actually did quite well, so considering the start of the season as yeah. well. Um, so amazing football career, Glenn. Once you finish football, have you have you been interested in business? Is is that something that sort of you know, chipped away drives you a bit because. You know, you've started some great sort of initiatives and a great entertainment company there that I know our good mate Mark Walkley talks about. You know, yeah. like, does that 
you know, is that is that a passion for you? Yeah, no, I've always been really curious. Mm. Well, I was always curious when I was playing because you, you actually get surrounded a bit by a lot of successful business people. Yeah. Um, and so I was always curious asking, you know, some directors and who had multi-million dollar businesses and, well, um, how did you start it? Because I was, I had no idea. I was playing footy full time mm. and I was an electrician. I didn't know nothing about business really. So I, I, I was always curious. I was always asking questions. How did you start? How did you get it going? And um, how many people do you employ? And how do you keep control of all them? And just all them sort of questions. And then I was I was managed by a, uh, a guy, Ron Joseph. He was a absolute legend of North Melbourne. He got into the recruiting, into the um, player management scene. Yeah. And myself and Steve were his first clients. So, well, Ron was very, I was very close to Ron. So, I was probably two years before I retired, I wanted to get into the player management game. So, yep. myself, Steve-O and another business, I mean, we brought Ron's business. So I I thought I would I thought I had probably a year to run anyway. I was just going to roll straight into that. So, yeah. So um so we brought his business um and then I ended up playing another two or three years I think, but I'd be there one day a week learning. The guy that we went into business with Ian Foot, his name was, and he was very successful in business already. So I was able to learn a lot from him. So yeah, we um I think when we took over Ron's business, we had forty players, uh, forty AFL players. And then we sold that business two years ago. Um, oh, so you've had it for that long? Yeah. Wow, yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah, so we saw, We ended up with, a, I think we had a 210 athletes in the end wow. with oh. football, cricket. Um, you know, we managed, you know, Joel Selwood and Nathan Fife and yeah, Bonson right. Pally. Wow. And, uh, we, had a, we had a big list and, oh. and strong list of players. So, yeah. yeah so yeah. we joined forces with TLA, which is Craig yeah. Kelly's mob. Craig Kelly, yeah. Some conglomerate took over that yeah. so uh yeah that was my foray into business and yeah. then i've uh i've had a crack at a few things because <laughs> i'm again i'm curious yeah, we all we all have we're in a, <laughs> a tree management t-shirt we're talking about yeah i'm actually involved in a tree looking business oh, yeah. um <laughs> yep which which i love yeah uh, so code the entertainment business we yep. started myself and lee colbert started it 13 years ago i think um, was that just so you can go on some junk at yourself? This is, <laughs> this is not going to sound professional at all. We started the business. Well, I started it I know, probably a year after I retired. So when I played, I, I went on 16 footy trips hmm. every year. I, I was the Didn't king of the footy trips. <laughs> so, and it was always overseas. Yeah. So when I retired at a year off, no footy trip, I was like... Mm. <laughs> How the hell? This doesn't work. How am I going to get overseas legitimately without my wife? Yeah, 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 with, with approval. So I clear run. I just started a business. <laughs> I like it. Um, and I called it Ultimate Sports Tours. Yeah, that's why we're trying to take the uh, podcast on the road for the same reason. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, yeah, I, I thought, all right, where, where do I want to go? I want to go to the Ashes. So uh, I was good mates with Ricky Ponting, who'd actually joined, come into the Stride Management business as well as a business partner. Yep. So Ricky's captain at the time. So I ring him. I go, Rick, I want to bring a group over. I want to do it high end, twenty guys max. Um, what he got for me because <laughs> he, he was the captain at the time. Yeah. He goes, well, just market that. I'll have dinner with him night three of the test. I went, I like that. Wow. I'll have dinner with yeah. the Australian captain in the middle of the game. And yeah. so I uh, built a – I went, went to London, did a bit of a recon, found the hotel, 
So, yeah, beautiful. It was basically running a footy trip. Yeah. Yeah, um, yeah. A high-end so, footy trip. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So, got, did that, did the first trip. Um, I sold it out in 24 hours. And are, so, these, are these just mate or just contacts? Just, just word, word got around. Well, Arch is building a footy trip. No, like, whatever was on my email. Yeah, yeah, right. My, my contact list, I just blasted it out, and then it all came flooding back. Sold out straight away. In how many minutes? Did you say? <laughs> oh, twenty four hours. It was gone. So uh, did that. Went really well. Then uh, what else do I want to do? <laughs> but Monaco Grand Prix. That's all. That's all oh, high on my bucket list. Yeah. Been mates with Mark Webber for years. Ring up Mark. What he got for me? Wow. <laughs> He goes, I just tell him I'll have dinner with him the night before the race, you know, on the Saturday night. I go, how do I get on one of them big boats? He goes, I'll just ring this lady. She's got a boat. Wow. Oh, okay. So a year uh, later. You're on a boat. <coughs> 2010, I think. Yeah. Um, Good year, 210. Mark qualifies first. Yes. Comes on, has dinner with us. We're on this kick-ass boat, 180 foot. Yeah. It was ridiculous. Um, I was pinching myself. I'm saying That's to Colby, Colby, go. I go. One minute you're in Bendigo. Next minute, I'm, I'm in. I'm in Noble Park. Next minute we're in Monaco. Monaco on a yacht. Jeepers. Yeah, we're bogans. Yeah. <laughs> Paid for as well. Hey, so Arch was it the same people from the year before that came on the Monaco trip? No, or, new, or new group. New group. Yeah. So is this when you started to see? Hang on, this has got legs. This business. Yeah. This well, is- after that trip, um, I go. There's something in this business for sure. Okay, but like I said to Colby, okay, this isn't sustainable us running these trips I go we really need to get into the corporate world um, so I said what we need we, I said we need your sister uh, Shelly because yeah. uh, she's a superstar I mean, knew her for years she had her own business I go if we can replicate someone like her and Lee goes oh I think she's had enough she had a graphic design business mm. I think she would be interested to come in and have a chat and so Shelly came in had a chat. She goes, "Yeah, I'll I'll run it." And now, uh, yeah, me and Lee can't really take any credit from the, <laughs> from there up. on. From, from the there second on, trip. Yeah. Shelley took over, and now we don't do anything to the public. It's all big corporate companies. We run their conferences. We run their uh, junkets, and you still get been, on a few. Yeah, well, or you've ticked I've, all those bucket lines. Shelly, what are you doing this year? Yeah, yeah. Can I? Can you crowbar me into it? <laughs> yeah, no, I do that. But she, yeah, yeah. She says no most. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, now I've done. Oh, you've done Super Bowl. Done six Super Bowls. Oh, oh wow! Yeah. Se- what else is there? Seven or eight Monaco Grand Prix. I did the World Cup final. NBA in finals. Brazil. Uh, NBA, NBA finals. No, I've done NBA games. Yeah. Got guys on the court and all that sort oh, of wow. stuff. Um, uh, yeah, yeah. World Cup final in Brazil was amazing. Um, yeah. Did that. Oh, yeah, that's a big one. Yeah, uh, done Spanish Grand Prix. Did the Singapore Grand Prix. Uh, yeah, we've done a we've done a lot. Wimbledon final. Um, so we, again, I just try and keep ticking off my <laughs> list. Have you, have you got any any still up high on the list, Art? Or have you? Uh, well, my number one, which I'm ticking off in late November. Um, I'm a massive college football fan. Um, uh, and the the biggest the biggest rivalry people don't really get it in Australia, but mm. the biggest rivalry in American sports is Ohio State University versus Michigan. Mm. So they play. It's the rivalry game is the last game of the year. It always is in college football. So I'm a massive Ohio State fan. Um, like if you look at my phone. Oh yeah, got the on the background. Oh. <laughs> so I watch every game yeah. every week. But so I've always wanted to get this Michigan game 
so Michigan, we played in Michigan last year. They beat us for the first time in 11 years. Return game this year. So there'll be 104,000 in the stadium Whoa. and there'll be 400,000 outside the stadium. Be half oh, doing the barbecues, what do they call them? Oh, the, yeah. the tailgates. Yeah, yeah. They'll have 400,000 on campus. Wow. We're, going, we're going on one. We've got to go on one of these 500, ones. 500,000 yeah. on the, yeah. the venue. Yeah. yeah, so yeah. Every tailgates ha- with their boots open, cooking yeah. snags and drinking and dressed yeah. up, losing no, their minds. Yeah, no, I don't know if you want to be inside or outside. Sounds like outside. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. Outside's well, where it's at. <laughs> you generally tailgate for five hours before you go in. So yeah, so it's yeah, it's next level. College football is ridiculous over there. Like it's, it's massive. a bit like the basketballs like, like that as well, isn't it? When they do their, I think the college basketball. Yeah, the March Madness. Yeah, the March Madness. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, yeah, so that each home game at Ohio State and at Michigan is bigger than the AFL Grand Final every week. Michigan, <laughs> Michigan holds hundred and fifteen thousand. Yeah, hundred and fifteen, and they pack it out every every home game. Every home game, it is hard yeah. to get here. Yeah, well, so uh, Mate, yeah, sounds like you're a bit of an entrepreneur here, Arch. Like you say, <laughs> <I know. laughs> sounds like you just have a crack. And... Yeah, yeah. No, well, it's a good, it's a good lesson, though, isn't it? You have a crack, something good might come from. Well, it. it's, yeah, it's about the why, I reckon. Now you, uh, you always start a business, and you got to know why you want to do it. Yeah, yeah. You uh, and Colbert, you wanted yeah. to go on the footy trips, so you made it Found happen, away, yeah. and now you build it into this major. Major, you is know, that, is that an MVP, Benny? That's an MVP, minimal viable product. Yes, yeah, so, so you come yeah. in, you come in light, yeah, with your mates, busted <laughs> out, and you it probably worked. probably made some money on the trips, I suppose. Like, yeah, there was a margin there. I yeah, guess there was, there was margin. It was like massive, we, can, but... we can do that. And these are our yeah. mates, so we'll charge other people more, and yeah. and then it's a business. Yeah, absolutely. So, um, you, you said you tried a, a bunch of stuff, Arch. Yep. Have you got one that you can share that you tried that didn't work? Yeah, no, I got a few. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Rattle, yeah. If you could, if you don't, any that you don't mind, because it's, uh, it's good to give sort I'll of give perspective. A, because yeah. people look, it's easy for people to look from the outside and see someone yeah. as decorated as yourself and think that you've had the easy run, you've had the inside run the whole time. Worked. And of course it works. Of course Archie it worked. Yeah, yeah, it's got a direct yeah. line to Ponting. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. But yeah, it's it's good to yeah for a bit of perspective on what didn't work and maybe uh, why. Yeah, no, I, I had a uh, a children's play centre. Oh. Once there, yeah, that just didn't work. Well, I got involved in it. It was a franchise as well, which is something I probably wouldn't do again unless it was McDonald's. Because, mm. um, <laughs> yeah, you know, you pay these massive franchise fees. Um, yeah, no, I, I learned within 12 months that that wasn't going to work. Yep. Um, my biggest mistake with that was just not doing enough homework mm. before I actually jumped in. I'm a bit of a yes man. So did my, someone guide you into that? Yeah, mate yep. of mine goes, oh, this looks all right. I'll be, yep. be do the plumbing at these joints. They're packed and all that sort mm. of stuff. You want to come with me? I go, yeah. yeah have a look. <laughs> and uh, yeah, so learn from that. To do your homework. Mm. Do your homework on your franchise fees and your franchise yeah. agreements. Didn't really do much homework on that. Nope. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that was that wasn't a massive fail, um, but it definitely wasn't a success. A lesson, a nice little lesson. Yeah. So, or, yeah. or pay someone to do your due diligence because I'm doing something similar. Yeah. And we just went to our um, our financial advisors. We gave them all the figures and we go, can we do this? And they said, yep. Yeah. Try and, try and, a, try and a, break it, guys. Well, they tell, took them, tell me why I should do it. It took them this. a month and then they came out and go, you should do it. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. That's a little key out there for people too. Maybe pay someone that you know to do it for you. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, well, that's... Because I wouldn't know what I'm looking at. Nah. <laughs> <laughs> a few numbers, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, but I'm involved in a bar in Bali as well. We opened that a couple of months ago. Oh, um, nice. And that's been oh, just a couple of months that's ago. That's been really interesting. Were you guys there? They were. You, yeah, yeah, yes. that's, yeah. Because that's all been pretty 20 recent. Years ago. Twenty years ago. Yeah. You, yeah. you were over there, right? No, we weren't there. I was. 
what happened with the bombing, we, we were in New Orleans for a footy trip. And so Jason and Mick Martin, they left the day early oh, to go home, that's to go to Bali. Yep. So we were, we were actually in the air on the way back from New Orleans when the bomb went off, so we had no idea. We rocked up to the Melbourne airport and there was a few of the partners there, uh, our girlfriends and wives, and we were like straight away like, what have we done wrong? Yeah, what, are exactly. they, <laughs> what are they doing What's here? Yeah. But they were there to let us know that bomb's gone off, can't find Jason and Mick. So that's Bloody that's how we first yeah. um, found out about it. Yeah, and so so where's your bar in Bali? Because I like I love going over to Bali. I haven't been for a while, and I've heard it's booming again. It is. I've heard it's open. Well, I've been four times in the last two months. Obviously, getting yeah. it started. Yeah. Um, what sort of yeah. location are we running? It's uh, Eat Street, Main Street of uh, Seminyak. Yep, nice. Um, so yeah, it's called Nirvana, as in the band. Yeah. Um, yeah, sports bar, live music. So we've done all bottom. It's doing really well. We're going upstairs as well. We're going to put a, a rooftop on. Um, Beautiful, but yeah, different different business. That's though. It. How yeah. does it work? Yeah. Learning, learning yeah. a lot. Yeah. How does it work in Indonesia? How do you run a business there? Is it completely different to Australia? Like getting things through, you know, red tape or anything like that? Is there red tape? There's no red tape. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's just so folding stuff to the to the point where I don't think. I'm going to do any more business ventures in Australia. It's that yeah. easy. It's too hard here. Yeah, right. Yeah. They're making yeah. it very, very hard. Yeah, you're right. As you would probably know, running yeah. businesses. Yeah, it's yeah. It's bloody yeah. hard. There's, there's too many rules. There's too many regula- regulations. There's too much red tape. Mm. We go to Bali. We buy a bar. It needs renovation. So our Balinese partner, Wayon, we can't open this. We, we need to renovate it mm. before we open this. I'm not putting my name to this. Okay, Blee. He says, Blee is yeah, like, yeah. mate, you know. Um, comes back, 18 hours later, he had drawings. Oh, wow. He goes, what about this? I went, I like it. That looks really good, actually. Um, within another 24 hours, there was 35 workers on site ripping wow. them apart, starting. Was, did you have a budget? Did they say a number or? Yeah, he, had, he just told us. And he goes, it'll be about that. About that? I'm like, is that, that all? Is that enough? Yeah. <laughs> no, it's okay, Billy. It's okay, Billy. Let me let me know if you need a bit more. <laughs> <laughs> Extra- and then he wow. they did an unbelievable job. Like I, I sent him a photo just of a bar, a sports actual bar in America. Yeah. I said this looks fantastic, man. What do you think? He goes, no worries, Billy. Oh, wow. <laughs> made it exactly the same. Wow. <laughs> that was unbelievable. That's a quick um, turnaround. And so, and there's this myth in Bali that you can have a Balinese partner. But it helps, but you don't. Yeah. Um, we've actually set up a, it's, um, again, sort of learning how to do business over there. Mm. It's called a PMA, so it's a vehicle for uh, foreign investors to invest into the country. Once you've got one of them set up, you don't need a partner. And you don't need to be a resident or live there no. in any capacity. No, you can no, sort of fly just, in and you out. You just need to be able to cost you a bit of money to set it up, yeah. yep. this vehicle. But yep. once it's set up, but we've still got me and uh, another, we've still got a Balinese partner. Yep. I was about to say that. Because oh, he's, a, he oh, know, yeah. he's, a, he's got a building company. That makes a lot of sense. Yeah, 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 he yeah, knows yeah. the local lay of the land. There is a bit of the communication. Yeah. Mafia and this one. It sounds bad, but it's not. Yeah. You know, yeah, yeah, yeah. It just makes sure you employ their security. You need security. Yeah. They, they're they're uh, very, very tight. They look after each other. Yeah. Um, it's a, 
Yeah, fantastic place to do business. Yeah, and would there be a few bargains going Archover at the moment after the pandemic? I'll assume. Like I think there wants? was at the very start, yeah. but now everyone's it's, jumped on. It's become it's back to where it was. Like yeah. it's packed. You know what I'm going to do? We're going to Bali and buying something. I reckon. I'm going to. I got. We've got one of our boys here, Gav, who is a life, you know, lifetime. You were his uh, idol growing up. So I'm going to let Gav come on, and yep. I reckon he's got a couple of questions. Oh, Gav, <laughs> come on, mate. Gee, Gav. Gav. Oh, Gav. Fire, fire questions. <laughs> Gav was nearly asleep in the beanbag. <laughs> That's what they do, those beanbags. They, like <laughs> they are very comfy. They are very comfy. Thanks for coming on, GK. Thanks, guys. Uh, Long time listener, like first time. Nice uh, to meet you, Gav. First time. I, I am an avid listener. I listen to all the podcasts. Um, um, and I take away quite a bit, actually, from, from a lot of them. Beautiful. But I have a question. Yep. Um, I have a 12-year-old son, Hunter. Mad North Melbourne supporter, loves, loves football, loves yep. playing football, loves a mateship, the whole lot. Um, just not real tough. Now, I, I hear that um, in your career, you, you may have been one of the, the, the tougher guys <laughs> on the ground. So I, I, I can't change him. I don't want to change him. No. But in your journey, sort of what time, you know, at what age did you start to sort of think, you know, this is how I'm going to approach these competitions, these, these you know, these interactions on the field with other players? Um, I, I can't remember how far back it was, but um, I don't know. I just worked out, again, later on, you look back and you go, why did you play the way you played? And I don't know. My answer was instinct. Yeah. Um, but one thing I say to young kids as well, because that's a natural human reaction. Like if you're going back and some, in your mind, someone's going to stick their knee in my back. Mm. And potentially kill me, because <laughs> yeah. the brain can react like that. Um, I always say to them, until you've actually put yourself in that situation a couple of times, you actually don't really know yeah. the, what's going to happen. Um, and so, I, I, I was one of them. Go back with the fly to the ball, put my head over the ball. Um, the, you know, people said I played like a bit of a lunatic, but I can't. I, I don't have any injuries. I have a bad hand. That's about it. I can't really remember getting hurt all that much. Um, so I learned pretty learned after a while that the harder I go, probably the less mm. chance I'm going to yeah. get hurt. Well, that, I could probably relay that to him then, because I, I, yeah, I don't. I'm not one of those dads, but um, I say to him, "Look, mate, you just need to toughen up a bit." So on this this quarter, I want you to tackle three guys to the ground. I don't care if you get the ball or not. Just yeah. get some good hard tackles. So it's really also then maybe I guess going back to him with. Having him know that um, you know the harder he goes in, maybe the more chance he's going to get the ball, but also um, not get hurt. What's making it hard though these days is the rules. Yeah, um, I reckon that the rule changes and in interpretations are opening it up for people to get hurt. Yeah, because you become tentative. You know this. You know if the ball's there, yeah. and I want to get it, but I'm like, but if I slide into their leg, I'm going to get a free kick mm. against me. So I'm like, oh, do I go? Do I don't go? And that's that was the last thing that you, I wanted to happen in my mind. I just went see ball, get ball, yeah. and don't worry about what's going on around me. But now they they start to worry. They go, you see him? You pull, they pull up. They go, oh, I don't want to bump him. I don't want to slide in. And I'm like, oh god. But if the other guy coming in the other way is thinking, I don't give a stuff, <laughs> you're gonna get smashed. Yeah, yeah. So now I'll give him time. I uh, that's the thing. He's still young, but um, yeah. you know he's he's got a beautiful nature, and I certainly don't want to change that. But at the same time, he he, he says to me, "Oh, Dad, so when I'm an AFL player, 
I'm like, okay, mate. Well, you're going to have to toughen up a bit, you know. So, um, and don't be, uh, human beings are all different. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, and that's some, why. Some play a certain time. way, some play Like, you know, not everyone's going to be a bloody tough lunatic. Yeah. There's skillful players. There's, mm. A team is made up of all different types of personalities and, and um, sort of skill types as well so yeah. well, sometimes you, know, you, you just need that be... diversification mm. in, yeah. in a team yeah absolutely explain to him he doesn't need to be Glenn Archer well yeah. the funny <laughs> thing is uh, I do send him out on a quarter and say mate you need to be a bit more like Archer this, this quarter <laughs> <laughs> well you don't really want to be yeah. I, did, I did get reported 17 times so yeah, yeah don't want to be that well after he's been reported once or twice I'll tell him to pull back a bit yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah the only other question is um, so next time you go to Monaco if you've got a spare seat yeah, yeah, okay. Don't call these guys because yeah, yeah. I won't get it. Well, I haven't been for a bit, so I think I'm due to go next year. So I need to rekindle. We'll talk. You see some amazing things over there. Well, I've had some unbelievable experiences. <coughs> At Justin Bieber, I had to tug his coat one, one day on the boat. This is, uh, we share a boat with a place called the Amber Lounge. Yeah. Amber Lounge is a massive party in Monaco. Um, it's run by... Um, uh, Eddie Irvine's uh, sister, um, so she's got good pull over yep. there, so she gets the best boat in the right spot. Mm. So we join her, but she brings a lot of celebrities across to, for the nightclub. Yep. Um, they have a fashion show there with the prints and all that sort of stuff. So whoever she brings over, they can, they've got access to the boat. So she, she brings Justin Bieber, Bieber over one year, um, and on the Saturday, I think it was, he comes on the boat, both huge, four stories. Um, but you've really got to be on the top to watch the cars to get the best view, you know, yeah. even though the cars are just there. We're right up against the track. Um, so he goes up with his security and locks off the top level. Like, what? So I go to this Lisa who's running the boat. I said, Lisa, my client's got to be up there. I've got 30 of them. They, mm. Qualifying's about to start. Oh, yeah, he goes and talks to the security guard, comes back down with the tail between the legs and says, oh, he wants to have some private time for a while. How wow. did that go down? Yeah. <laughs> no. Beef's never heard of Archer. <laughs> I couldn't give a stuff who he is. We're going up there. Um, so I, I'm starting to stress a bit because my clients are paid for half this boat. We're talking hundreds of thousands of dollars here. So I go up, this big security bloke goes, no, no, I can't. I go, yes, I can. We're paying for this boat. And uh, you, could, you could see, people can see me sort of argue, arguing with this bloke. So he comes, to his credit, he comes over, he goes, oh, hi, my name's Justin. <laughs> go, well, good day, Justin. Glenn and shook his hand, not really tight. <laughs> She's going <laughs> of the century. <laughs> I said, listen, mate, I've got 30 clients downstairs. We're coming up to watch qualifying. I know you probably get hassled, but they're 50, 60-year-old blokes. So I said, they couldn't give a stuff about you. <laughs> and... Uh, I was really starting to stress a bit. Yeah. He goes, ah, oh, that's okay, that's okay. I said, oh, beautiful. I said, I said, tell your goon that we're coming up. Mm. Um, so he talks to the security. I go downstairs, tell all the boys. I go, listen, we're going upstairs. Uh, that little Justin Bieber's up there. He gets hammered a bit, so just, just leave him alone. And they went, yeah, all right. Get up there. I within 10 seconds. They're all around. They grab me. Bieber! Selfie, They're selfie. all around him. I'm looking going, ah, stuff him. Yeah, yeah. But once he, everyone had a little photo with him, he was fine. He's hung around for the rest of the day. That's a cracker. What a great, that's an experience. That's awesome. Wow. Uh, we had Kim Kardashian once and Rachel Hunter. See, the good thing is I'm running the trip. 
And the guys think I'm organising this stuff. Or, I, or the I've celebs, got, yeah. I've got no idea. <laughs> okay, how did you get Kim Kardashian? I go, that's what I do. Yeah. I had no idea they were coming up. Wow. <laughs> how did you convince Justin Bieber to, to, to let us into his top story? Yeah. Yeah. Well, Archer's paying well, it, was our, yeah. it was our boat. Yeah, yeah. they'd they yeah. pay for it, so they were expecting it. Yeah. 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 Maybe it's something the fish could do one day, one of these little trips. The if we yes. to... <laughs> From the boat in Monaco? Yeah, Absolutely. Yeah. Love it. Think. Put that on the list, yeah. Benny. Yeah. Sounds like we need a couple of hundred, though. It's probably my sense. <laughs> you can sort that out too, Benny. I love it. This has been awesome, Arch. Any any more queries, boys, for the great man? You're sort of, you're sort of Gav. You're going home to Except, Hunter tonight. Yeah. I am. Next I'll, season. Good, good, good advice, and uh, yeah. yeah, I'll keep working on him. No worries, Gav. Thank yeah. you. Lovely work. Thanks again, Glenn. The thing I've taken out of it, I, I didn't realise how much of an entrepreneur you were, Arch, to be honest. Like, I knew you involved, obviously, a great footballer. Then you're involved in an administration around North Melbourne um, club, North Melbourne yeah. Football Club. But yeah, all these businesses I didn't I didn't know about. So yeah, no, I love it. it's good to know. Well, I love learning new things. Yeah. And obviously this venture into Bali is learning every day. So it's uh, it's really enjoyable. I like it. So take risks, I guess, or just don't always say no. Put yourself out there, have a go. Well, if you don't try, you don't know. So, I like that. I, I like that. <laughs> what was that, Benny? When the rooftop opens. Oh, yeah, when the rooftop opens in Bali, we might have to swing, oh, swindle over. That, that'll be cheaper. Yeah. <laughs> Bintangs are on me. Yeah, yeah, nice. <laughs> yeah, lovely work, but that is a great lesson, Dan. Great point is that you'd, you'd say, Glenn, if you're thinking about it and you think it might be something to it, you got to try it. Have a go. Yeah. Well, most people don't because they're, mm. they're scared to fail. Yeah. And if you learn more failing than you to succeeding half the time. Yeah, yeah. I've got sure. a thing in my office with a big photo. I'm a massive Michael Jordan fan, yeah. and uh, it's a, he's got a bit of a statement there saying that he missed twenty more than 20,000 shots in his career. Yeah. He goes, that's what made me great. Yeah, correct. Because uh, he just keeps trying. Keep trying. Keeps yeah. trying. That's a good one. Keeps failing. Yeah. Love mm-hmm. it. Great lessons there, guys. Anyone who is going to get value out of that, please like, share, subscribe. See you at the top. around.